0: welcome back to another episode of what the bleep are they talking about the podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news today i'm jack and with me as always is the fabulous jennifer
1: how's everybody doing
0: and before we get started make sure you like and subscribe down below leave a comment let us know if you hate us or if you love us and don't forget to ring that bell
1: Make sure you're getting notifications every time you post when you do that, guys, and then also follow all of our social media, which is, like, all right down here.
0: And let's see what we're talking about today.
1: My favorite topic, Nancy Pelosi.
0: Oh, do tell. Actually, is, is this she, a little gossip?
1: Is she my favorite topic, or is Elizabeth Warren my favorite topic? Because I've
0: never heard you talk about Elizabeth Warren.
1: I feel like I hate them both equally, so. I'm sorry, hate is a very, very strong word. This is word. starting
0: off very well. It's
1: a very strong word, but I just feel like they both need to go. Like, they both need to go. You have done your stuff. You have served your country. Get out.
0: What Not you, of the country. Just, what don't you like about either one? Start with Nancy Pelosi.
1: I mean, my my arguments and criticisms of both are exactly the same. They're... I don't want to say outspoken
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they're outspoken.
0: Outspoken or outdated?
1: They're outdated. I wasn't going to go straight to that, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we have laws against We do. We
1: 100% do. But we need it it's the classic. It's the thing we're finding. See, get so rolled up and hurting my microphone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's the same thing we're seeing, like, in the jobs industry. Like, the baby boomers are not retiring. Mm -hmm. They said they were going to retire. They were like, yeah, we're totally going to do it. And then they didn't. They did not pave the way for the young people to move into those jobs as it should be, because that's natural. And also, like, they're living longer, which is great. Mm -hmm. Well, they're living
0: longer. Social security is a problem, and people need to make payments and whatnot. Yeah,
1: but I feel like that's a lot, and I won't go too much into that opinion but like
0: but back to nancy pelosi back
1: to nancy pelosi so like just move on your ideas are not working get different thinkers in your position get people who might actually accomplish something in mm-hmm. your position you're just fighting with the same people you've been fighting with for like what 30 years
0: i think when you get to that point and you've been in politics for as long as she you're and just a politician other, well i think Yes, you're a politician, but you're also you're also in a position in which you feel like you are in charge and you are running the show because you have been there for so long. You're the queen bee of the building. And it's like your
1: example earlier of like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like Mm -hmm. she was this outspoken um, again because outspoken is not bad.
0: No, it's not bad.
1: She was this amazing, like young, outspoken person that everyone loved. Well, not everyone loved, but like a lot of young Democrats and young liberals loved.
0: For those reasons. For those reasons. Outspoken, confident.
1: And then she actually got into the job Mm -hmm. and got, in our opinion, silenced and squashed. Right. Because you, you like you said, you don't hear anything about her making these groundbreaking arguments and speeches and like she did when she first got in. Mm
0: Because you have people who have been in Congress so long who know how to work the system so that you are not able to get reelected again.
1: And they're like, this is the status quo. Keep with it or we'll make sure you're not in here anymore. It's like mean girls. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's not helpful to a country that elects people every couple of years when you're reelecting someone who's been there for so long. They're and essentially we're, running the show.
1: If we're electing new people and then they're getting into this position and they're like, mm, well, we've always done it this way. Like, that's my mm-hmm. th- least favorite phrase in any job that I'm in. Well, mm-hmm. we've always done it this way. So that's how we're going to keep doing it. No. Innovate. Mm-hmm. Why do you do it that way? Is it really the best way?
0: Right. That's one of my arguments when it comes to, like, progressives. Like, I'm progressive. I'm for making things better. But you see a lot of progressives today who want to hang on to things that do not work anymore. Just like my, my comment about Nancy Pelosi when you brought it up is, is she running the show the way they were doing it back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. when she first got into office and learned how to do the job? And that's no longer the correct way to go about running the show with millennials and I
1: feel like the younger generation of representatives, senators, I feel like, I mean, you see a lot of, um, like, division among young people. But I feel like you would also see a lot more working together because we understand that, like, you're going to have to do that to get where you want to be. Like, to get anything done and get anything passed, you have to work together. You can't just be fighting all
0: the time. I think, I don't know. I, I feel like you have more fighting now with younger people in than you did back in the day.
1: But I don't feel like it's the young people fighting because all we all ever hear about is like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and them fighting whoever they're fighting. In the That's room.
0: an interesting because, okay, so I, I get what you're saying. So you have a three-way fight between older, younger, and then also a fight between a different ideology right different parties whereas maybe back in the day it was just against parties
1: sort of but I don't even feel like we have fighting between the young, older and the younger I feel like the older is just like this is how we're doing it get with it or get out right so anyway going off of my tangent we'll
0: which, forget about Elizabeth Warren but same, th- oh, same th- thing. basically
1: okay. the same thing and she mm-hmm. just I don't know I just, there's just something about that woman that makes me angry
0: just one penny and we can give you everything you ever that's I love that campaign slogan. Just one penny. I'm pretty sure someone said, like, um, no, that's not true.
1: No. But if you'd like to donate us a penny.
0: Yes, just one just penny. Just one penny. PayPal takes uh twenty something percent. So so
1: we'll get point 0.8, eighth of that eight of that penny.
0: But talking about pennies and dollars and cents. This is my segue. I like your segue. We're talking about the budget bill and what Nancy Pelosi is doing to get it through.
1: And it has to do with the infrastructure bill that we've talked about in an earlier video, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. I think that was a couple of weeks ago. Right. So Nancy Pelosi is holding up that infrastructure bill, which was passed in the Senate. And she's holding that up in order to get her $3.5 million spending bill through the Senate. So she's saying, we're not going to vote on that in the House until you pass our spending bill in the Senate.
1: Now, we know I was very upset earlier because I was like, well, the, I mean, it makes sense that you wouldn't pass a spending bill until you pass a budget. And you were like, so you agree with Nancy Pelosi? And I was like, dear God, no, don't say that. But I, I don't. I don't agree with her methods, Mm -hmm. but I can see how it would be beneficial. But also, just shut up and do your
0: jobs. Essentially, at the end of the day, they're both spending bills. One is infrastructure, and it's spending on roads, bridges, and of course, all the other things that have nothing to do with roads and bridges and actual infrastructure. Yeah. And then the budget bill is spending on everything else, it seems like.
1: I mean, but your budget also has to balance, so... You've got your income in there as well, but so.
0: But it's still just spending, regardless. So
1: I don't know, like.
0: But it seems like she is. I mean, obviously, she is using this as a crux to get her bill through.
1: She's holding it hostage.
0: Which we've argued is not the way we want Congress to work. We think you should be voting on things as single item issues or or like item issues.
1: And not to get like too far off base, but I compared it to my job. Mm-hmm. If I went to one of the nurses that I work with and I was like, listen. I know you need X, Y, Z from me, but I need you to do this paperwork. So I'm not going to do that thing you need from me until you get that paperwork done. Mm -hmm. They'd complain about me all the time. Mm -hmm. And that would be no way to get anything done.
0: It's not an appropriate way to get things done.
1: Yeah. Like, you go in, you do Mm -hmm. your job, and then if somebody else isn't doing their job, you address that. Mm -hmm. So It's
0: like mobsters, but they're not breaking your thumbs. They just won't pass your bills.
1: I'm sorry. Don't don't give them ideas.
0: But from the Hill, ahead of crucial meeting, Pelosi says the budget reconciliation must pass first. Oh, thank you, Hill. I will not sign up.
1: Don't watch their video either that they've tried to play on me like six times.
0: Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Monday reiterated her support for for prompt House passage of Senate Democrats' budget resolution ahead of a crucial meeting where her caucus will discuss the measures and a separate bipartisan infrastructure bill. We must not squander our congressional Democratic majorities and jeopardize the once-in-a-generation opportunity to create historic change to meet the needs of working families, Pelosi said. So in other words, we control pretty much the House and the Senate. Let's not squander this opportunity to put through everything we want
1: but if moderate democrats aren't on board and that's who you're basically fighting with is it everything everybody wants
0: well we haven't gotten there yet oh, but sorry. yes yes so moderate democrats are sorry, spoiler alert guys! Yeah, spoiler alert 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 oh, um, moderate democrats are pushing back against this uh the house is returning to washington on monday to take up the budget resolution, which the Senate passed earlier this month, House approval of the resolution would pave the way for Democrats to pass a forthcoming 3.5 trillion Democrat-only bill through the budget reconciliation process, which is expected to include spending in areas such as education, childcare, healthcare, health care, housing, and climate. Pelosi and congressional progressives are seeking quick passage of the budget resolution and want to wait to pass the separate... Senate passed one trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill until after the upper chamber passes the Democrat-only spending bill. But a group of nine, here we go, a group of nine moderate House Democrats is threatening to vote against the budget resolution unless the House votes first on the infrastructure bill. Democrats have a slim majority in the House, so nearly all House members in the party need to vote for the budget resolution for it to pass. Pelosi said in her letter that there will be a caucus meeting Monday evening where Democrat lawmakers will discuss the path forward on both bills.
1: I mean, I'm also kind of of the opinion, like, you go, guys. Don't just pass things because it's what your party's doing on both sides, Mm -hmm. 100%. If it's something that you don't agree with, if you've got issue with the, you know, rider legislation that they've got in it because you know it's there 100 percent don't pass it but don't just pass it or not pass it to like well i know you are but what am i basically so yeah i completely agree
0: with you stand up for your principles i've received messages on instagram quite frequently and and says well you know you you say you're a moderate democrat but when you get in there are you just going to tout the, tow the party line and, and vote in unison with everyone else?
1: Not with Nancy Pelosi.
0: Well, I don't I don't believe in that at all. I'm getting elected for a specific reason to propose policies that our constituents are for. I'm not there to tow the party line. So.
1: And if that gets us un... If we get elected, when we get elected, if that gets us not reelected... Me, it's
0: me. It's me. It's all me. No, you'll, I'll bring you with me. Sorry. <laughs> right hand over
1: here. If it gets us not elected again, mm-hmm. then we see that voters do want the status quo.
0: Right. We see that they've disagreed.
1: Yeah. And, and us trying to put an end to that. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. and Everybody can quit complaining because you have exactly what you want.
0: But good for these moderates for um so for proud sticking, of them. Up, sticking up.
1: Um, like I said... Moderates on both sides need to start doing that. Stand up to your party. We are not a party country. Well we are a party country. We're not a we're not based on parties. We shouldn't be. We should right, in my, it's not in majority my opinion, rule. we should abolish the two-party system, but that's a conversation for a different day. Mm-hmm. We need thinkers from all walks of life and all opinions in order to make this country run the way it needs to. And if we just stick with what we've been doing forever on both sides, we're never going to get there.
0: Right. Essentially, what I get what you're saying is, you know, we're not majority rule. We're electing people from different localities. Just because you get into office does not mean you need to tow the party line, because if you're towing the party line, you're effectively undermining the republic that we live in because you're no longer um, representing your constituents. You're representing what congress wants you to wants wants you to do just, or what someone in another state wants you to do.
1: It just kind of reminds me of the other day when we were talking about um Canada and mm-hmm. what Justin Trudeau was doing with his election and everything. And we said something about like oh democrats hold or moderate liberal democrats hold x number of seats, so and so holds x percentage of seats or like republicans or whatever. They you know conservatives that's how liberals and conservatives hold X and I was like that math doesn't add up and you were like that's because they don't just have two parties Mm -hmm. I was like oh oh duh so I don't know almost like that makes way more sense to have other people from different again kind of just to reiterate like Mm -hmm. other parties and other ideas and ideologies Mm -hmm. to offset the traditional liberals and traditional conservatives
0: now just to point out there are many different parties in the u.s they're just just not prominent
1: and they're not getting elected right because so often we see it as well i'd love to vote for that guy but Mm -hmm. then the person that i don't like will get in and i'll have wasted my vote that's how so many people feel and i think that's just the perpetuation of this two-party system that that people in power want to keep
0: Mm-hmm. And you see it all the time, even just with independence, which isn't even a party. Everyone knows an independent will not win.
1: 100%.
0: And I think what's interesting, just to point out, we looked at the vote. So there's voter information that you're provided by, you know, certain people that reach out to you when you start campaigning. And we looked in that list. I think there's like at least 20 different parties. There's the, the Green Party. There's oh, the yeah. Libertarian Party. There's the, there's a lot of obscure parties that you would have no idea what they are maybe people know the libertarian and the green party but there's a lot of other ones
1: yeah yeah and also like power to because in florida you know we're a closed primary system so like power to the people who are actually willing to register as your actual party and not just and be cast yourself out of Mm -hmm. the the primary because i don't want to be excluded from any any election Mm -hmm. so i'm one or the other but, yeah, power to you.
0: It takes a lot of integrity because you could just this say— This is what I am. This is what mm, I stand for. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I can't vote for, you know, the people in the primary, but mm-hmm. my person's going on the general ballot anyway. Right. So. Yeah.
0: So more power to you, guys. Yeah.
1: No. Super, super impressed by you.
0: I have a quote from the Moderate Democrats. Okay. Uh, this comes from a Fox News article titled, Moderate Dems Defy Pelosi and the Squad. So the simple the 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 quote is, um, some have suggested that we hold off on considering the Senate infrastructure bill for months, until the reconciliation process is completed. The reconciliation process being the of the budget right? right passing of that. We disagree. The group of nine Democrats said in the letter. With the livelihoods of hard-working American families at stake, we simply cannot afford months of unnecessary delay and risk squandering a once-in-a-century bipartisan infrastructure package. I feel like we already read that. Perhaps. But regardless, they don't disagree with either bill. They just want one passed before the others.
1: I just feel like we're trying to be like, oh, this is for the people, when really it's to make your point and be like, haha, we win. But you're shrouding it in, oh, it's better for the people. And no, like we don't need a government shutdown right now because they don't pass a budget.
0: Oh, is that what they're arguing to do?
1: Well, I mean, that's what happens. If they don't oh, pass right, the budget, right, right. then government shuts down until they get it passed. Mm-hmm. Which is why I hate it when they, because they do this all the time. That's why I hate it when they, like, leverage the budget against things because you can't argue against it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have to pass the budget or we'll go into a government shutdown and then nobody will vote for you. But there was another quote. I don't remember if it was in this Mm -hmm. article or or somewhere else I was reading. Someone, and again, don't remember who it was, that they said, it doesn't matter if we pass the budget today or October 1st. Oh. As long as we pass it on October 1st.
0: Because after that, because
1: after that, government goes and shut down if they don't have oh, a passed. Okay. But they have until October 1st. Now, is mm-hmm. that the right way to do it? No, but none of this is right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so what we're saying is. Kind of power to that, too. Right. Like, be better is what we're saying. Yeah,
1: we're be better, but also I'm petty. So, like, yeah, wait till October
0: 1st. But now I have an article from CNBC and Wall Street. Is telling their investors that they do not believe that these nine moderate Democrats will actually stand up to Pelosi, and this was published today.
1: Wall Street crushing all my hopes and dreams, just like normal.
0: Uh, they say that Wall Street thinks the moderates are blushing, and they say investors should prep for both an infrastructure bill and a 3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, which they should be doing in the first place because both of those will get passed regardless
1: yeah 100 percent, they'll get passed anyway
0: morgan stanley and others say it's unlikely a group of nine democrats will hold up president joe biden's 3.5 trillion package of health care and climate provisions so wall street is calling their bluff
1: Our base case has been and remains that Congress will approve a significant expansion of fiscal policy. Morgan Stanley's head of public policy, Michael Zezas, I like your name, sir, wrote in a note published Monday. Democratic leadership is behaving as if they've made the calculation that neither bill has the votes to pass independently of the other one. Our base case assumes this reality ultimately persuades the group of house moderates to support the budget re- resolution vote and allow the dual track process to continue though perhaps not without some attendant headlines and or modest concession.
0: And a key strategist even said that they believe that the 9 Democrats wouldn't dare risk their re-election chances in 2022 if they oppose Pelosi's push for this. Oh,
1: so you mean exactly what we said Mm -hmm. she's playing mean girl and i'm really coming after her today i'm sorry
0: it's not just her it's most individuals who are you know establishment who've been there for a while
1: but she's the one whose picture is all over my computer screen right now so i'm gonna call her
0: Mm. (laughs) out
1: just go in do your job Pass stuff mm-hmm. because it's like you know this is saying and on the Wall you know on Wall Street they both have the votes. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure is they're calling the most like bipartisan bill in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pass it. Just stop fighting. Mm-hmm.
0: But they might not pass the 3.5 trillion budget in the Senate, which is why they're using it as leverage to. I'm get talking it to thorough. both of them. Just.
1: Right. Go do it. Go do your job.
0: But this one is running kind of long. We'll do another video talking about what's in the American Families Act, which is in the budget bill.
1: And we all know that rider legislation is something that we are vehemently against. So we're going to try to pick out a few things that should they be in that budget bill? Should they not? We'll see.
0: Right, because even one of the quotes from one of the people was that... um, Right, from the nine Democrats, it was, well, if you're holding up this bill, you're holding up things that are necessary to Americans.
1: Are they all necessary?
0: Probably not. But our argument is against rider legislation that holds these bills up. Like we always talk about the COVID bills or the COVID relief bills, which were held up because they were trying to ram election um, stuff into them.
1: Which you can agree or disagree on if our elections need reform. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone can agree that it's not involved with a covid relief bill right it has nothing to do with it nothing to do with that so anyway we will break a little bit more down on this budget and the american family relief bill or whatever it's called um so look for that and we'll see you guys later
0: see you later